good evening, inhabitants, and welcome to the Quick Sports Podcast. So uh, today we're going to be talking about the MLB coming back, which just happened like an hour ago. Um, the NBA has come back. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. And then I want to say Black Lives Matter in sports, but we're going to focus that more towards the NFL and the whole uh, kneeling during the national anthem thing. Um, but yes, uh, we all Austin, support Black Lives Matter. You got any shout outs? Austin um, flexing that, that wave check look. Hey. Um, shout out, shout out, shout outs. We just did another video. Honestly, now I look like a, a patient in the hospital. You do. Well, in uh, many ways you are. <laughs> mental hospital, if we're talking yeah. that route. Um, let's see, shout outs. Um, <sighs> we have, we have, the worst yeah. shout outs ever. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the Confederate... Uh, NASCAR fans that think the Civil War is still going on and uh, <laughs> wasted their money on a plane flying a Confederate flag around. We do not support that. And you okay, are thank you. Fucking <laughs> I, I was a little scared as <laughs> where that may have went, but I, I'm happy I with was that. like, <laughs> where is he going with this? <laughs> and I, I like where you I like yeah. where you went. I love All the right. guy that just basically threw out his whole career. Let's start us off. Baseball hot off the press. Just Twitter a couple hours ago before we so recorded excited. this. So happy. Yes. So baseball happy. announced. Sad. Again, we've come – we really have not come a long way. We've done – we've accomplished absolutely nothing between the time – We needed to, like, move started forward. Right we now. moved, like, two inches. Right. So – what ended up happening for all of those listening, the owners ended up mandating a season. It's not official yet, but it looks like it will happen. Um, players will report to spring training on July 1st. So 60 be, games. They gave them an exact game. week from today. Right. Um, opening day will be like, I think the 22nd or the 24th or something around then. It'll end about September 27th. And then you got playoffs. Expanded for this year, but not next. And you got a universal DH for this year, Only but not next. Year, yeah. Right. Um, um, universal versus DH, happy that's not going to be forever. I hope it's not forever. Um, yeah. I say pitching and bunting, or like pitchers hitting and like the small ball game is a huge and, part of baseball, as yeah. great as home runs are. Especially in the NL. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, my kind of – the problem for me is that if it were up to me, there would not be a DH – for every league like they're just the AL will get rid of it there would be a universal no DH because it does like even though pitchers can't hit they would be essentially forced to learn more how to hit if that was the case yeah. and bunting and just from a managerial's perspective like you have to do there's so much more going on it's so much more exciting the yeah. problem is the AL there is no way that the AL will go back to not having a DH it's mm-hmm. going to put a lot of people out of jobs and it would just never happen. So what's even worse than having um, a, D, a universal DH is having two leagues that have two different rules. Like either get rid of interleague play and keep what it is now. I kind of like that. I think, I think when, uh, when my team or any other team goes over to the AL um, and you see like a DH, for me at least, it's like, right, it's a little bit of fun. Like, oh, what if? But, like, but I don't want to know the what if, right? There's too <laughs> many interleague games. Again, yeah. every single I series, mean, there has to be only... one interleague series. No, there has to be one interleague series every single, every single series that's played because the odd number of teams in the league. If we were to add two more teams 
and there were 16 teams in each league. And so there didn't have to be interleague play except for like, like a one series in the middle of like the year. Then we can keep the two leagues that have different rules. But with so much interleague, I think play, I think interleague play is necessary, though, right? Like as it's as not. a Cardinals it fan, never was. I, it never was. I, but I like to see the Cardinals play the Yankees. I want them to yeah, see, I, see them play. But the whole the thing Angels, is that right? that's why, like, what made the All Star Game so exciting in like in past years was that those guys literally never played each other. And what made the World Series so exciting? Those teams never played each other. I mean, it's like, still that's what made it exciting. It's still exciting. They still very rarely do, right? Well, no, they do. The Cardinals, they the Cardinals do. only play no, the every, Yankees they, once every three years. That's right, every three years, yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's in, one on of the 15 individual, teams. On an individual team's perspective. But if you look at the league, right, there's 15 series going on at a time, right? So you got 15 Friday, Saturday, Sunday series going on. One of those at all times is an interleague series, no matter what. So that means, like, at any given point in the season, there's at least one interleague season series going on. Yeah. So there's at least one, there's at least one team playing by totally different rules than what they are used to, which is just crazy to me. It's just crazy. But, it just I mean, sense. as a fan of the NL, I don't know if Austin can agree with this. As I just said earlier, it's like I really hate that if you had a DH, but I like the idea of like seeing what could happen, right? Yeah, I I hate the DH. I love the NL style of baseball so much more than I agree. AL. I agree. It's just but, but seeing like this... a DH like three or four times. Obviously, it's more than three or four times, but like in the sense of it being that few games each year uh, for your team, especially it, it, that makes it a little bit fun as an NL fan. It, it it's fun if you have someone to be a DH because some NL teams don't yeah. have like a big home run hitter to come off the bench that they could stick at DH. Some have defensive players that they want for late in game stuff. So then when an NL team does do that, they're kind of screwed over because they're already one position player at a disadvantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the age is bad. Uh, and the other thing that we were uh, that was brought up is the expanded playoffs are not going to be uh, next Thank year. They're going to be this year. I I was always I've always been a little torn on expanded playoffs because I like that uh, I like the idea of more teams being in the playoffs, more teams vying for a World Series, but I also hate the fact that it's more than half the league. Uh, I, I want Mike Trout to win a World Series. I think we all do, and I think I want him to win a fucking playoff game. Right. But, uh, I would, and I think that gives him a better chance, hopefully. Right. The thing is, though, the whole thing about baseball, right? Baseball has a 162-game regular season, right? The next closest is NHL and NBA with 82, right? So the whole point of that is that you play a ridiculous <laughs> – bless you. Bless you. you Bless you, COVID. You. you play a ridiculously long regular season so that only the best teams remain, right? Yeah. That's, that's the goal. So if you play, if you have expanded playoffs and you have like 14 to 16 teams that make it, there's no need to play 162 games. You could literally like cut that down to like 120. And then it, it just, it'd still be great. It would still be super fun to watch, but it'd be totally different. Now, yeah. let me say... Let me say the expanded playoffs for this year, in my opinion, is a great idea because oh, you do have a shorter season. Yeah, 100%. But 100%. Moving, moving forward in uh, the future for the MLB, I think their playoffs should be smaller for one. Maybe um, each league gets, what, uh, six teams each? Right. But you, you take the top 12. six teams I mean, from each league right instead now. of just the division leaders. Yeah, yeah so you yeah. take the top five or six because I think it's only fair that the I mean, how do you structure overall that, do. 
because like for the AL East, for example, in the past couple years, their second place team has to play the wild card game, but they would win the two other divisions easily. Oh. That is true. So you're saying the AL East two seed would be the would right. Be you want to just in general. You don't want to have like this. You just want to rearrange the seed. Yeah, because because okay. in the NBA divisions don't matter outside of playing that team more often. You mm-hmm. just stick the best eight teams from each conference and, and in the playoffs. I, I think we could see that also in the NFL as well. If I yeah, have a, a, a recent a recent memory case of the NFL and the most recent memory case I can think of in either sport. Um, especially from a team I like was when the Giants had that one good year out of the awful years in 2016. They were like the second best team in the entire NFC, but they were like the fifth seed. So mm-hmm. they, yeah, I yeah. was just the right. Yeah, the, in 2015, the Pirates won 98 games, and they had to play a wild card game, and they lost because they were facing the Cubs, who had Jake Ar- Ar- Arietta, and he like pitched a great game. And even though the Pirates were like totally like the better team, like the Cubs just like had that guy, and like they didn't. You know, they didn't advance. So, like, a 98 team, a 98 win team didn't even get into the playoffs, or they didn't even make it past the wild card. So, that I do kind of get that point. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting. I think, argument. I, I think that's just a combination of sports that we see. Obviously, not every major league, but right. It's, it's again, fun. but again, like the whole thing, like with baseball, the long regular season, you play though your, your interdivision teams so much, what, like 19 times a year. That it is, it it kind of is fair that like the team from a single division, yeah, like like you should like get a bonus for winning your division because you play those teams so much. Yeah, because you yeah. can't go like below. Right. You can't go well below five hundred and still win your division. Right. You can probably and go below five hundred. If you put like what Austin used your example, if you put like the Rays a couple like last year or two years ago in like the like the West or like a different division. Um, even though they had it, it, their season would be totally different because instead of playing the O's and the J's 19 times, they'd be playing yeah. different teams 19 times. It'd be totally different. I mean, yeah, so, you'd have to either change the whole schedule if you wanted to change like the playoff workings, or I think you've got to keep it the same. Uh, do we know the standings from last year? All the top AL teams went, but then again, the AL team, the AL league like the AL skewed top more league. top and bottom. Yeah. Um, but looking at the National League. Let's see. Oh, National League was actually the same way. Yeah, okay. So, so guess, it evens out. It evens the, only, the only division – well, the National League has the, the two, I would say, closest divisions in the, the entire MLB. Maybe even best divisions, we'll say, um, in the Central and the East. Yeah. Because you have four teams in both of those divisions uh, that can compete for the title. Especially this year in a 60-game season. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I, I'm curious to see what happens with the Central – because I would say any team could take it. Oh, 100%. Any, any team from the Central could win. And, and same for the East, the NL East. Any team besides the Marlins could totally win that division. In the the West, thing about the NL is literally every single team in the NL right now can make the playoffs. Yeah, Except for the Marlins pretty, pretty the much. No, like the, Mar- the Marlins have a good offense. Yeah, the but they don't, they, they don't have the pitching. They don't have and pitching. The Pirates are pretty yeah. bad. And the Giants, actually, you know, Giants can make a run. I, again, this year, that's why expanded playoffs are going to be fun this year because especially in the NL where you literally have half of, half of the NL, maybe more, could legitimately contend. Um, yeah. The yeah. AL is not going to be like that. There's going to be 16 – there's going to be, what, 18 AL teams that make it, but, like, there's really, like, only a couple really good AL teams like they're having in the past couple of years. That could change, mm-hmm. but – Yeah. Um. I mean, the AL is seeing some change, though. 
I, I think if we want to get into this agreement, MLB wise, more into the yeah, future, I think we should, as yeah. as uh, I think we should transition to. I was I'm happy baseball is coming back. I am very very unhappy with how the owners handled this, and I've been a firm person on the player side this entire time. And I, I do not think the players did much wrong. I think they may have done a few things incorrectly and, and probably could have been better there. But I think the owners played this, uh, uh, the owners and Man, Manfred played this horrendously. I think that's going to screw over baseball for the 2020, uh, I think it's 2022. Maybe it's 2021. It's after CBA. the 2021 season, yeah. So, yeah, 2021, 2022 CBA and future stuff, especially in the grievance sense as well currently. The I think we're owners, see. the owners so obviously negotiated in bad faith through this throughout this entire the owners led by Manfred completely yeah. negotiated in bad faith through pretty much every single step of the process the only thing that they kind of sort of did right was they could have implemented a 48 game season they got it up to 60 that's not really them being good people it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's in the same sense of the players wanted 82 and it got down to 60 it's like right, it, it, it really, could have been neither they offered them 60 just because they're going to make the grievance a little less intense and it makes them look a little better so i'm happy that we got 60 but pretty much everything else the owners did was totally negotiating in bad faith they just wanted to get no money. They just wanted to give no money to the players at all and as much as they could to themselves in terms of expanded playoffs with new TV deals and stuff. But you cannot place all of the blame on the owners because the players also negotiated in bad faith. Maybe not as bad as the owners, but they totally yeah. negotiated in I bad faith. I think they no negotiated uh, at, at the end in bad faith or in the sense that they were very angry at what the owners had done. Right. I think right. this players, all happened because of the owners, and then the players were mad because they obviously got right, just played you with. You can't react, but you gotta at some point someone has to take the high road, and neither neither side did, which is what's so frustrating. Because what ended up happening is just just devastating the fans. Like that's that's what was the result. Neither side wanted the other side to get what they want. It started out in good faith. Owners, even though their original proposal wasn't good, owners started, I wouldn't say in good faith, but with good intentions to get the season back, and players were open-minded. But as time went on, players got so mad at the owners and the owners' proposals that even if it was a good proposal, the players would still probably be hesitant just because of the fact that everything has already happened. Mm -hmm. It almost skewed it to where they just wanted to say no to the other side because it's the other side. Just for the sake of it, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And I think another part of this is that it essentially just became like the heads. It became Manfred and Tony Clark just like yelling at each other, like mm -hmm. via, via statements to Twitter. Like it's yeah. just they released a ton of statements like hating on the other guy and they were so stubborn and they just wanted the other side to lose and they lost sight of we need fans and we need to play baseball, not be right. Like, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible what happened. And as a result, after the 2021 season, when a new CBA has to be agreed upon, things is, I think are going to go very poorly. This is where, uh, what I've talked to, um, I, I know former major league players, one of them is my trainer, I know, and I've met a few current ones and, and talked to them, but not recently, but I, I, I do know them. Um, and what I took away from, from my trainer, who's a former player, was that what happened was the owners went into this winning. 
they went into this agreement or this whole thing winning. They had the fans backing them up because the fans just wanted to see baseball. They had MLB backing them up. They had everybody, including the media, behind them. They just took that and threw it away because Manfred screwed it up by saying there was a season, there wasn't. And then the, they just made fun of the players basically with a few bad deals in a row that just never got better. And I think what we see is the players now have all the power going to the CBA because they got a lot of the stuff that they wanted and they realized that if you're unified, you're going to get almost all the stuff that you wanted. And now I'd say the majority of the fans will support them for the CBA. Wait, how'd the players get what they wanted? They, they never agreed upon Full prorated salaries. We've already gone over this. Full prorated salaries was what they wanted from the first place. Right, right but the original thing up, was like thirty-three percent of their salary in general, not even prorated. Right, right, they but finally, they never agreed to the full prorated salary. What ended up happening is that no one won. They there was a yeah, no one won, but the players, the players did the not play, if the negotiations out. had continued, the players had almost every one of their talking points negotiated except for games. We we saw that in the last proposal well, that was true. like negotiable. They had almost every single one, which so is the why players, the players can take. They should have. They may. They probably should have accepted it. But the players can see that and be like, we were unified and we got almost everything we wanted in that. And the CBA, when all this COVID stuff is done and when it's just baseball being baseball, we will have total control because sure, the player, the owners can say, hey, you're going to play a season. We can just say no. And we won't have a season. That's, they have all the power. Right. What's interesting right about baseball is that the players union is so strong and has so much power. Whereas you look at the NBA, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes, the players union really doesn't have any say at all. The league was like, did, didn't give players a say. They said that it's coming back and like players have to go back essentially. And it's just wild how, well, how such a strong union has such a big influence because, because there's just such the, a strong union. The difference between the NBA and the MLB is MLB teams are what? Um, two times as large as NBA teams. And by the end of the season, they're almost four times as large. Mm-hmm. So there's many more players, meaning that the stars get less attention. Like the Mike Trout and LeBron James right now are very comparable, but LeBron runs the league. Yeah, so as Mike much Trout. as the NBA didn't give players a say, if the NBA has the top players on board, which it had, Le- there was a, right. like LeBron a said he was coming happened. back. There and was then LeBron everyone was like, all right, we'll go back. And mm-hmm. everyone, like if the top five players say yes, the whole NBA agrees. Whereas yeah. the MLB, there's Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw. Everybody. You can go on and on every about team, the stars. There's a player that everybody like adores. Yeah, so, and even more than one on many teams. Yeah, because of that, the players union the MLB is so much more difficult to have convinced that the plan is okay than the NBA or other sports. I I personally believe that. Um, that will be sure just have players you you decide what this is and giving them full control except um, on a salary I think they should have said players you tell us how many games you want you tell us how what what you want safety wise everything there and we will give you that or a little bit less so like if the player said we want 82 games well that will be says okay we'll give you 76 and everything else you want and then we'll decide the majority of the salaries and so the salary becomes the main focus rather than games health everything like that which was what the, the because it, it, rather than it being focused on one thing it became we're focusing on everything we have to change one it's like no focus on one thing when you're negotiating yeah i mean everything that they could have done wrong both sides in terms of negotiating they did wrong i mean they were like oh we're not going to counter 
Then they send an offer. That's the same thing. They say, no, we're not going to counter. They send an offer. It just, yeah. everything that could have gone wrong went wrong it, because it's just people were stubborn and not okay. It wasn't yeah. a business deal. It was an argument, yep, which was the exactly. huge issue throughout the entire time. And fans saw the argument, you know, play out live, which yeah. is just so bad for baseball. It just yeah. sucks. Yeah. Because I love baseball so much. And to see it kind of stab itself in the back, like, it just sucks. It just sucks. It, it's, yeah. it's almost the 30 for 30 came out about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Baseball is dying again. And something like that. Needs I think to if there's a strike, baseball will. Yes. It's not going to die. It's, it's not going to yeah, die. It'll go bad because less of people players. are going to watch. Less people right, are going to play. Less, less people have been watching for a couple of years now, and teams and players and owners are still making more money. Like they're still so, they're still more profitable. So the sport isn't dying. People may be becoming slightly less interested in it. However, the sport is still is getting stronger in terms of financial gain and if there's financial gain teams will always play if, yeah. if if they're still making money they will always play so baseball as a whole is safe but the fan base may could definitely be hurting because of this but it'll still be okay yeah uh let's transition over to the nba uh bubble playoff sounds like paradise i would love to live there yeah. right now yeah honestly players lounge they get to play video games and just chill with each other and then go to games and just no doubles on ping pong no doubles on ping pong no ah uh, dang <laughs> I'd, I'd chill with kelly Oubre though me too i think we all <laughs> would bunk with them uh <laughs> i mean that sounds like that was so amazing if that will if that will be something like that that would have been amazing nba handled this perfectly we've already gone over this but like that sounds like paradise. It's a player. That's all I want. Again, I think um, you've, you've seen a bunch of players. Kyrie Irving has kind of led the charge about how it's just not the time to do this, to like distract people with basketball while like the fight, like the um, Black Lives Matter movement is like so big right now. I think, but I, I don't know. I, I, I see his side. I totally get that perspective, but I also, I'm like, play basketball, yeah. make money, use that money to give back to the community, and also use the stage, right? Everybody will be watching basketball. Yeah. Use that to talk more I, about the issues. I think. I think me? You? Yeah. I, 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 I have to say about you. Okay. So I think basketball of any sport in America is the most predominantly black. Right. So them having the national platform from everyone, like, even you two who aren't really basketball fans, you would be watching the NBA. I will totally watch the NBA. So then you have the people like LeBron James who are using their platform to make a difference, use their comments to have people listen and stuff like that. And then you have Kyrie who complains about everything in the NBA who is making the focus on him and taking the focus off everything else. Yeah. So he's hurting the cause more than the NBA is in his eyes. It's yeah, just, I fully agree with that. I think because um, I've been I'm a huge soccer fan. I've been watching the English Premier League recently. A huge thing that I've seen because you see the backs of players a lot, the backs of the jerseys. Mm -hmm. Instead of having the names on the jerseys, every single English Premier League team has Black Lives Matter on their jerseys. Um, and then uh, I don't know if they, some teams I know have like maybe like a little patch on their jerseys, but, and, and there has been moments of silence before each game at the kickoffs, stuff like that. I think once you, I think the NBA could 
incorporate that almost perfectly. Rather than the names, Black Lives Matter, right? You have a moment of silence at the first game of each of these, the, uh, the first game of the playoff, each series, right? You could do it every single game or you could just do it one game, right? During the national anthem, if you give the players freedom uh, that they obviously deserve to do what they want in protest, I think that's how you do it. I think the NBA could do this perfectly and they have a great opportunity now to address the movement, but also use basketball to take people's minds off of uh, COVID and uh, bad issues that the world is facing. Yeah, and the courtside ads more than any sport too, and the NBA get more attention. Even like the ads behind home plate in baseball, no one looks at those. Mm-hmm. But in the NBA, they have stuff on the court that can be written and everyone looks at that as time passes and stuff. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. I mean, and now that like baseball finally has agreed on something and it'll start opening day, what, like late July, but their season is just going to start like ramping up and it'll be like the first 30 games of the season is going to be when basketball has their playoffs. So everybody's going to be What is the playoffs? I don't know that for sure right now. For basketball? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know this. It, it starts July 31st, I think. And oh, really? they, um, yeah, like they have like the play in tournaments, which they have like like a couple regular season games like with each other to determine like the seating. I don't know. Um, yeah. But they, they are going to be not alone on a stage, but pretty darn close, like as close as you can get to being like to having center stage and use that. I mean, they just could, they should, they should use that to, you know, call attention to it. And I think, um, I, yeah, I just don't I, – I can understand Kyrie Irving's side and, like, like who's with him, but I just – it doesn't make as much sense to me. Yeah, I think rather than uh, viewing basketball as a way to distract yourself from the Black Lives Movement, I think – matter of movement, um, I think we could see it as a way to distract yourself from COVID because I think um, – obviously this movement's huge, but I think COVID has – is also uh, – I would, I would even say bigger because it's really affected – I would say just us being able to live our daily lives, uh, especially as people being white guys, like we don't experience what African Americans experience, but we're all experiencing COVID. So I think we can see this as a fact of matter as COVID, not Black Lives Matter. Right, like a unification thing. Okay. Yeah. Then again, more people stay in and watch the games. I hope so. So, yeah. All right, so speaking of Black Lives Matter, now we can talk about um, the NFL side of this. We talk about baseball and NBA. We can, we can look at um, Colin Kaepernick and what do we think about all the kneeling and kind of what people are saying about that. I um, Obviously, I'm pro-kneeling. I think that finally people have kind of understood these past couple weeks, like what people were trying to say and – I think Cap should totally get signed. I don't see why he should. I think he will as well. He's, he's an average QB. I mean, yeah. he was, he yeah, was really good at one point. He went to the Super Bowl. And are worth. He could easily be a backup QB in the NFL. Or right easily. Now. He could be yeah. a starter on Jacksonville right now. I guarantee you that. Yeah, he's better than Minshew. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. I think he was effectively blackballed from the league um, for no reason at all except for protesting. I think, uh, as it's been stated so many times during the original thing, after and now, it's never been about the flag. It's always been about his beliefs and how, how he's able to make a stand, right? He, the best way to gain attention for his movement is then, right? It's, and the thing is, it's not even that offensive. If you think of it, it's one dude kneeling in the corner. 
but it still means so much because it's a, a sign of solidarity with the, all the people who've been killed. I think if you look at this from the NFL's perspective, the NFL has clearly handled this terribly in the past, right? And they act long ways to go, but a fantastic first step for the NFL would be to sign Colin Kaepernick. Like that, and then and that's how they start moving in the I think, right direction. I think them yeah. endorsing him being signed was a great step yeah. as well. Uh, so when when he did kneel initially, and for many years after, I didn't really support it because of the fact that it was sort of disrespecting the flag, even though it was for a good movement. Um, so I could see why people don't like what he did. Um, but then again, I fully support why he did it. Like the action itself in the times leading up to all the protests and stuff now, I disagreed, but now I see. So that being said, other quarterbacks and other players throughout the league saying they're going to kneel is a huge step and it's putting pressure on the NFL to make a change. I think but everyone then, will, or most everyone will. Yeah, but then signing Colin Kaepernick could also be viewed as a publicity stunt for many teams and could be twisted if the team handles it wrong. Yes. Right. You got to handle it right. You got to move in the yeah. right direction. Right. I, I don't think you can. I think you, you say we're going to sign you because we need a backup quarterback or we need a quarterback. You don't sign him because you're going to get publicity, whether it's good or bad. Yes, you, you do. Sign him. Think, think oh, about yeah. the jerseys that would be sold. Definitely would. Teams a lot definitely. of jerseys. Like, that's obviously a factor that goes into it. But if you handle it correctly, the, way, the best way to handle it correctly isn't to basically make it seem like you're giving him a gift by reinstating his career. You say, I can't, I'm signing you because I need a quarterback, not because I oh, well, want to Of, of course they're going to say that, but – I think, but that's how you have to handle it as well. You don't handle right. it as money. Right, and that's what Austin's saying. Austin's saying that, yeah. you know, the teams have to have to make it known that this isn't a publicity stunt. Like, that yeah. that he will be used in, like, you know, he, he will be, like, a normal player who can speak out as however much he wants. Yeah. But, like, it's not going to be, like, they just have him, like, in the background of the team to, like, gain more fans. Yeah. I'm going to say one thing before we end this off. Um, and if anyone here disagrees with the kneeling for the flag. This is how I've always seen it, as I've just, I, I was too young to understand the first time it happened and, and I finally understood it. it. The flag represents freedom and, and these rights that we are guaranteed as a people of the United States. And us standing is a sign of solidarity with the flag and, and those who've died to protect those freedoms. Um, but when someone is denied those rights and those freedoms, on the daily by systematic racism and injustices they face throughout their lives. I do not think it's disrespectful to kneel because they are not standing in solidarity because that flag doesn't represent those freedoms anymore. That flag represents the place that they live. But they don't experience those rights, so they must take a stand against it. And, and Neil, I don't yeah. need to make it a point like, here. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, like the flag is as much for equality as it is for the troops, if that makes I, sense. Yeah. But in certain times, as opposed to other times, we have to focus on certain aspects of what the flag stands for yeah. more than others. So as much as the troops, and we all fully support the troops, no one in this country right now is denying that. We have and to I think realize he also got permission from the troops as well. Yeah, yeah. We have to realize that there's a bigger issue at hand. And let me yeah. say what Drew Brees said is one hundred percent true. Just terrible timing. And terrible and phrasing. Te terrible wording. Yeah. Yeah. Because of what's happening right now. 
But what he said about the troops and what the flag stands for, none of that was wrong. It's just you have to put light on the issue of the Black Lives Matter movement because that right now is what this country needs to focus on overall. All right. Thank you. I like it. That was fun. Hopefully we'll have it. One podcast at a time. Hopefully, honestly. This will be posted in a couple weeks because Eli slacks off. (laughs) Hopefully Uh, Eli can. It'll be posted soon. It'll be. All right. Yeah. We'll try to get back on track. We have three videos coming. Yeah. Alrighty. Adios. Right on. Bye.